everybody. Welcome to season two of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I bet you didn't think I was going to come back because it's been that long, but I'm like a Grey's Anatomy series. Like just when you think I'm going to die off, I'm back with another season. So we are in season two. I don't even remember what we left off with because it's been that long, but life happened and I'm pretty sure everybody can relate to that. So I'm going to be focusing more on talking to my injector followers, but this is going to be beneficial for both injectors and clients to listen to. So I hope you guys enjoy this because I enjoyed preparing for it. I'm just kidding. I didn't prepare. I don't prepare for anything because I feel like it just makes it not as good if you prepare or if you ever prepare. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to start with stop doing these things. And it's exactly what the title means. Injectors stop doing these things. It drives me nuts. This is going to be like my pet peeve episode on things that I run into with clients that injectors are responsible for doing. And you guys need to stop respectfully. Okay. So the first thing that you should immediately stop doing is discount your prices. It affects everybody in the industry. And it cheapens your services. And we should not be a cheap industry. This should be an elite, top-of-the-line, prime industry that people are willing to pay whatever it costs to get your services because they're coming in to get them done. It's elective. This isn't a requirement for people. So stop discounting your prices. And how you can do that, you ask? Because I have injector friends that have been in this industry for a really long time. And whenever I approach them about this, because I'll see a promo that says, for example, lip filler for $400, which is ridiculous. I don't understand how it could be that cheap. Number one, it's expensive for us to purchase these products. So I don't know how you're even making a profit whenever you go down that low. But one of the first concerns that I get from injectors that are doing this is, well, if I bring my prices down, then clients aren't going to come see me anymore. That's okay. Those are not your people. Those are your price shoppers. They're trying to get the lowest price. They're trying to bargain shop. And what does that mean for you? That means that they'll drop you in a heartbeat if somebody throws a Botox slash filler party and they can get it for cheaper. They're not interested in you as the injector. They're interested in saving money, which as you all know, if you listen to anything that I said in the first season, you should not group on your face in the first place. People don't have any business doing this. It's your face. You only have one. This is how you present yourself to people. You should charge top dollar. And I guarantee people are going to pay it. So if you lose clients by increasing your prices or charging what you should be charging in the first place, that's okay because you're going to make up for it. You're going to work less make more. And that is the American dream people. That's why we come here in the first place. I, you know, for people that have to, that's, you know, I'm not going to get into that part. So anyways, don't do that. So when you ask how much it should be, I don't know, look in your area, do a market research, ask people, uh, act like your client. It's not, it's not bad form to do this, but ask other med spas what they're charging for lip filler and pick somewhere in between there. And, and go for it. And then if you do have a promo situation, that's fine, but do it for a limited time. Create a sense of urgency by saying the first 10 people that book today get $100 off of their lip filler, but then you go back to your normal pricing. 
Another way to make this make sense for you. If you are going to buy a purse, ladies and some gentlemen, if you're going to buy a purse, are you going to buy your purse at Walmart or are you going to buy your purse at Neiman Marcus? They're both purses. They both carry things. They're both useful. Everybody, most people need needs to have a purse. But for the majority of my listeners, you're probably going to want the purse from Neiman Marcus. And I know I'm going to have some people that are like, no, I'm going to get the Walmart purse. Good for you. I respect you. That's not me. We will respectfully disagree on that subject. But for the majority, you desire the higher quality bag and you're willing to spend the money that it takes to purchase the Neiman Marcus bag. Think of that whenever you're making your prices for injectables. I guarantee if you have a client that goes into a room and there's two injectors that are present and one says, I can do your lip filler for $400. And the other person right next to her says, I can do your lip filler, but my charge is $750. And that is actually what I charge. More than likely, the person that is interested in getting lip filler is going to look at the injector charging $400 and question why they're only charging $400 as opposed to $750. You get what you pay for. We are in this culture where you get what you pay for and a higher price translates into a higher quality outcome. So the point, bringing it back in, if you charge a higher price, you're going to find people that are going to go to you because your price is higher, because in their mind, that means that they're going to get the top of the line treatment. And that's the end game goal is for, you know, again, it's your face. So that is something that you should all think about. And please do, because if you do charge these low prices, it affects all of us. So number one, stop discounting your prices. Don't do it. Just say no to that. And like I said, you will still have clientele. You're going to lose some people, and that's okay. Those are okay to lose. But you're going to gain higher quality people. You're going to work less, make more, and then you're going to have room to take on even more clients that are going to pay that premium dollar. So now you've just increased your money that you make, and that's the whole goal of business. We're here because we want to provide good services. We're here because we're results-driven And our clients are going to return because of those results. So it's not saying that you just care about the money. You don't. I know you don't. I know we do care about money, but so that we sleep at night, that is not why we're in this industry. We're not here to make money. We're here to build confidence on the inside and we're doing so by, you know, doing stuff on the outside. But, um, but yeah, when you charge a higher price, It's not saying that you just care about their money. It's saying that I'm going to charge you based on my skills, my education, the training that I take every year, and they're going to be willing to pay for that price. I guarantee it. If they don't, please let me know. I would love to get feedback on this. Now, number two, stop giving away. I'm going to say Botox, but Botox is just a blanket statement for all neuromodulators. And if you're new to this industry, neuromodulator is just a fancy word for Botox. And so we're just going to use Botox as a blanket statement, but this is going to include all your neuromodulators. Stop giving away, giving it away for free. And what I mean by that, because some of you guys are going to be like, I don't, 
don't skip over because I know some of you are guilty of this. If you see a patient and you assess their face and they're coming in primarily to treat the wrinkles that Botox is going to correct, you're going to assess their face and you're going to calculate a dose based on your assessment. Obviously, if they're new to you, you're going to tend, at least most of us, you're going to tend to go on the lighter side so that you can see how their muscles respond to the Botox and so that you can prevent complications. You don't want to drop a brow. You can't fix a brow that goes to the tit. You can fix a brow that goes to Jesus. But um, so you're going to go a little bit lighter anyways. But because of that, there's a chance that they're going to have suboptimal results, meaning they may still have more movement than what they want. And if this happens, you want them to give you that feedback. You want to prepare your client as much as possible for a suboptimal outcome so that they know that they can come back to you without, you know, some people don't come back and give you feedback because they don't want to disappoint you. They don't want to upset you. You want to create this environment with your client that's a trusting situation so that they feel comfortable giving you this feedback because 99% of the time, if they have a suboptimal result, you can correct it by giving more. So when I say stop giving away your Botox for free, pet peeve number two out of a lot. When I get a client that comes in for a follow-up, on their Botox. I'm not calling it a touch up. We're not touching up their Botox. If they still have movement, we're adding additional units of Botox because of how their muscle responded. Because they have suboptimal results, that's not because you did something wrong. That's because their body responded the way that their body responds. That's like saying, I'm going to give you ibuprofen. We're going to start with two. If your headache is still there, you're probably going to need more they're still going to have to pay for the ibuprofen. So why aren't they paying for the Botox? That doesn't make sense to me. You know, so when they come in for their Botox follow-up appointment, if they have too much movement still, if they have a Spock brow injectors, you know what I'm talking about. Their brows are going to Jesus. You need to bring them down a little bit. Then you're going to add additional units and the client should pay for that for the love of God. Um, it sets us up for a very frustrating conversation when a client questions why they're having to pay for this. And, and I'm just going to go here with this because this happened to me recently. I had a client that came in. She had too much movement still after two weeks. So we added, um, just to estimate, we'll say like four units of Botox to bring the brow back down to normal. Whenever I charged her, and granted, it was like $52, if, you know, not that I remember specific numbers, but $52. She asked me why she had to pay for that. And I was like, because I had to pay for that. <laughs> like, I had to pay for it. I can't give it away for free. Well, my last injector always did touch-ups for free because... You know, it's inconvenient for me to have to come up here. And my response is, look, I don't want to see, respectfully, I don't want to see you before you're due for it again. Like, I want you to have satisfactory results. Again, this is not because I purposefully was like, I'm going to undertreat you. And, you know, as a result of my mistake, you have to come back. And so I'm going to give you this for free. Now, every now and then, if I have clients that are veterans, <laughs> I, you know, I may here and there, but Typically, 
yes, they should be paying for this. And you may not think like, oh, it's 52 bucks. I can eat this. Sure, you can. But if you take that $52 and let's say you see five clients that week that had suboptimal results. And let's say that you see five clients every week for a year. You lost $13,000. That's a pretty big-ass vacation that you can take. That, um, that's a lot of really good Neiman Marcus purses. So if you catch my drift, you should be charging your client if they have suboptimal results. You're not responsible for how the body responds to the prescribed medication that you are prescribing. Now, if you do mess up, and I tell my clients this as well, if you do make a mistake, by all means, fix the mistake for free. And what I mean by that, let's say you did filler, and this happens even to the best of us. Don't try to tell me that it's never happened to you, because if it hasn't, it will, just as karma for you thinking that it, it won't. So let's just say that you filled somebody's lips. They had M-shaped lips. It was a complicated situation you filled them up and let's say the filler migrated look sometimes you can't control migration but let's say that in something internal was like i don't know if this lip tissue is going to hold this amount of filler and let's say it doesn't and it migrates and it's definitely your fault that it did because you put too much and you kind of knew better or maybe you didn't but now you do dissolve it dissolve the filler and don't charge them because that's your mistake. But if it's Botox or a neuromodulator that you've used and the patient got suboptimal results, charge them. They need to pay. They need to pay for that. Um, it, it shouldn't, it should not be free. I don't know any other way to put that. So, um, make sure that you charge them please so that I don't have to have that conversation anymore. Cause it, it really doesn't make sense. And I've, I've sat this client down during that same conversation and said, let me get this straight. If I gave you more units than I gave you the first time, not knowing if it was going to be too much and it may drop your brow, if I just did it and went full send and you got perfect results, you're willing to pay for that amount. But because I played it on the safe side and went a little less just to see how your muscles respond and they responded a little suboptimally and you need a little bit more. Now you have a problem paying for it. It just doesn't make, does it make sense? And when I say it that way, it should make sense. Hopefully it makes sense. Cause I feel like it does. So number two of stop doing these things, stop giving away your Botox for free. Signed all of us. Another stop doing this pet peeve. Stop saying yes when the answer is no. No feels good. I think the older we get, no becomes more comfortable. No, if you have a problem um, saying no, you also have a problem with boundaries. And boundaries are a beautiful thing. Stop saying yes when the answer is no because you're going to pay for it later. And you're going to pay for it with time. You're going to pay for it with energy. You're going to pay for it financially. You might even pay for it emotionally. Just, just say no. So if a patient comes in and they, I'm just going to put myself under the bus because I do it all the time. It's comfortable here sometimes. If a client comes in and their lips are ducky, 
we'll just put it that way. And they like it that way. And you're looking at them like this is not the move. And they ask for more lip filler. Don't say yes. Don't do that to that girl. That girl does not deserve that, okay, from you. She thinks that she needs that. But on the inside, she's really relying on you to say no. And by you not saying no, you're giving her permission to feed this lip addiction. And it's just, it makes us look bad as a whole. People don't notice good work as they shouldn't. People notice bad work and that scares everybody that's even thinking about doing filler because it makes them think that they're going to look like that. So stop saying yes when the answer is no. That's just one example, but you can use that framework for anything. If you have a client that's giving off really bad vibes and some red flags and you're like, man, I don't know if we vibe well, you have the responsibility to say no. And if you don't, you're going to pay for it later. And if you don't know what that means, then just know I'm here for you if it happens. And you'll know what I'm talking about when it does happen. And I'm sorry in advance for it happening because it does suck. Number four of stop doing these things right now. This is a big one. I saved the best for last. Stop engaging in negative talk with your clients. And what I mean by that. If a client comes in and starts to badmouth her last injector, and it could be something as simple as, you know, yeah, she put it there, but I didn't really see a difference. Or, I don't know, she did my lip filler and it definitely wasn't there after a month. And we'll kind of go back to that because I think that that's important as well. But and I'm trying to think of other examples. It could be super small things like she did my Botox and I'm pretty sure she watered it down. It's really easy to slip into that rabbit hole and be like, yeah, I don't really know that place, but that's why you shouldn't go to blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to put names out there. That's not a good look. Don't do that. it'll come back and bite you in the ass hard. You want to cultivate this very non-judgmental, collaborative even attitude about other injectors because something's going to happen to you at some point. Let's say you overfill a tear trough, which everybody will do at least once in their career. You don't want another injector to talk bad about you and question your skills. It just, it's not a good look. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't help the clients leave feeling like they can't trust anybody, including you. And then God forbid you do the same thing that the last injector did. Now you're just as bad. So how you handle this is really important. What you're going to do if a client comes in and let's say, and a lot of these clients just need education. They don't know the industry like we do. And it's our responsibility to teach them the things in this industry. But let's say, for example, they come in and they're like, I went to Barbara down the street and she did my lip filler and it's already gone. You say, well, you ask questions. So for example, in this situation, you say, well, when you got your lips done, how long did you love them for? She's like, well, It only lasts for four weeks. Perfect. This is a good solution. You loved the swelling 
because swelling can last up to four, sometimes even six weeks. You loved the swelling, and when the swelling went down, you felt like your filler was gone. I don't believe that it is, and always leave it gray, right? We're practicing medicine. That means we're practicing. That means the answer is never black and white. It's gray. So you can say, I don't think that that's what happened. I really think that you enjoyed the swelling, and I don't know if you're aware, but one full syringe filler is only one-fifth of a teaspoon, so it's not that much. And so I want you to think of doing your lip filler as a journey and not just a one-stop shop. And more than likely, you're going to want more than one syringe to build your lips to your goal size and shape. Once you get on maintenance, meaning you love the size and the shape after the swelling's completely gone, then you'll come see me less frequently. But until then, you may need to build your lips up every four to six weeks or so. That's how you can handle that. And then you can always go back and be like, you know, I think... Barbara did the right thing by starting you with one syringe. Um, I think she just she may have said this and maybe you didn't didn't take it in or maybe she failed to mention this, but you know, one syringe is only for the teaspoon, so on and so forth. So that's how you can handle that. Um, when you're handling something like an overfilled situation, so we'll go back to the tear trough situation. Let's say that you have a client that went and saw uh, Donna. <laughs> These names are fake, by the way. She saw Donna and she did tear trough filler and it doesn't look right. She feels like it made her tear troughs look worse. She feels like she looks more tired. We've all had this. If you've been an injector for a while, we've all had this client come in, you assess their face, they smile and you see the area where the filler is just sitting there and you look at it with the light and it has that shiny blue. You feel like you're a genius because you're like, this is what's going on. You have too much filler here. We need to dissolve it. Sure. Yes. However, don't talk bad about the injector. And I've had this happen to myself. Newsflash, I am not perfect. Sometimes I have a hard time with this statement, but I'm self-aware these days. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. And so I had a client that I overfilled and she, and I'm usually really good about saying like, hey, if there's a situation that arises that you're confused about or you have concerns or questions, rather than going on Dr. Google, come to me. I'm not going to be frustrated or annoyed that you come to me. I would, I'd rather you come to me than question if this is normal, but, uh, but come to me. But she, I don't know if I, I probably just forgot to tell her that because we say the same things over and over again. It's easy for us to miss something. Um, but she went to a different injector to get it. Uh, her filler evaluated and the injector indulged in negative self-talk. And the reason why I'm sitting here today telling you this is because she made the client feel so uncomfortable in how she was speaking about me that the client came back to me because she felt uncomfortable in that toxic environment. And I guarantee the same thing would happen if you did the same thing. Clients don't want to hear that negative talk. They they want to be able to trust you. So she ended up coming back to me and I was like, yes, this is overfilled. It's it's a very easy spot to overfill. It's a quick fix. We put a little bit of dissolver in there and that dissolves the filler. You may need to have a little bit more. And if you do, that's whenever you go back to, you know, number two of stop doing these things and you offer correction free of charge. And we all know this secret. Go to your reps, go to your reps and say, Hey, 
I need a syringe sampled to me so that I can correct this. And if they're a good rep, they're going to help you out in that arena because you buy a freaking Porsche from them every year, basically. So um, that's how you can handle that. So you're not losing the bottom dollar. You're just gaining trust in a relationship. So engaging in negative talk is never good. We are not mean girls. We are out of high school. We're grown women and grown men. We should be conducting ourselves as such and maintaining a professional environment. And when a client comes in with an overfilled anything, you say, hey, this is really easy to correct. It happens to all of us, including myself. I would recommend that you go back to your original injector because she more than likely, if she's a good injector, she will more than likely correct this free of charge for you. And I'm not. (laughs) Which leads to the last thing I did say, say the best for last, but, um, but we can just kind of impromptu this another, don't do this. Don't, um, don't dissolve for free. If it's not your client, don't correct things for free. You should always charge, always charge for your services. And then another one, I could probably go on for like an hour, but it'd get, it'd get to be too much, too much drama. (sighs) Have boundaries, have boundaries with your people, your friends, your colleagues, Create a rule where you're not giving everybody free stuff forever because it's going to that's going to drive you nuts. And if you know, you know. So anyways, just to summarize everything, (laughs) I'm coming in positive. I promise coming in hot. I have a lot to talk about and I'm glad that we get to do this on the podcast again. But just to summarize everything, stop discounting your prices. Stop giving your Botox away for free. Stop saying yes when the answer is no. Stop engaging in negative talk. We will find out. Okay. I'm just saying, and I have your back if you do find out somebody's doing that because I really do am passionate about this. So um, stop doing these things and that will help lead to your success in the long run. Um, so while we're here, so that that concludes <laughs> stop doing these things. There's there's plenty more and I'm sure we'll come back and touch base on some more things to not do. But things that you can look forward to in this season, we're going to be primarily focused on injectable topics. I know back on season one, we were emotional. We were going through it. It was 2020. We had a lot of stuff going on. So there was a lot of dumping, a lot of drama. This season is going to be more um, progressive. It's going to be more helpful. It's going to help injectors. And like I said, it's probably going to help the clients as well because the clients need to be informed about these things too. But we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, you guys, and I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to talk about cancellation policies and why you should have them. We're going to talk about things that are to come in the industry. Regenerative medicine is going to come in hot. Exosomes are going to come in hot. We're going to talk about thread lifts and the controversies behind that. Uh, We'll talk about consultations. We're going to talk about collagen. We're going to talk about why plastic surgeons may seem like they don't like you. (laughs) That's a good one. We're going to talk about subtracting volume because everybody is overfilled. Not everybody. My clients aren't. Um, And your clients should not be either. But we're going to talk about subtracting volume on these clients that are coming in overfilled, how to prep your client for it. It is an emotional roller coaster when you take out their filler because they're used to seeing themselves a certain way. Uh, We're going to talk about mental health in injectables and when you should inject, when you should say no. We're going to talk about how to handle bad reviews. We're going to talk about 
pain management. Um, we should talk about high risk zones too. We should, um, we said we should, we are going to talk about this. I'm going to help prospective injectors and get into the industry and give you the secrets that I've learned along the way to help your journey a little bit easier. Why? Because I want you to come into this industry and I want you to be good at it. I, you know, we're not threat. We should not be threatened by new injectors coming into the industry. There's plenty of clients for everybody. And when you come in with the knowledge that you need, then it helps us as a whole. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about next. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm really excited. So it's so good to be back. I'm so glad to be here for season two. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are too. And I will see you guys next week on the next episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. Thank you guys.